Welcome back to the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Dom Fusco to discuss personal growth and pursuing our best selves in our 20s. Dom is a content creator, hybrid athlete, and super passionate human who loves to inspire others towards becoming their best selves. He is the head of growth at Upspace, a social media platform for all things wellness. Dom and I had a great conversation about prioritizing health and fitness in our 20s, navigating social challenges, how our relationships have changed with alcohol, and ultimately letting go of old identities as we enter new stages in life. Dom and I have a lot in common, and if you are in your 20s, I'm sure you will relate to a lot of our conversation. Enjoy my episode with Dom Fusco. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Dom, thank you so much for joining me today. Julie, cannot thank you enough for having me on as a guest today. I'm super stoked for this conversation. Let's get it. Yeah, super excited to jump in, Dom. I've been following you for a few months now, I think. And um, just from your content, from your podcast, I think there's a lot of parallels and kind of the mindset that both of us share um, in this stage of life that we're in right now. So I'm really excited to kind of talk shop and, you know, hear about what you're doing and uh, hopefully give the listeners some helpful pieces of wisdom here. Absolutely. No. So Julie, yes, again, I appreciate you for having me on here. Um, Super dope that social media was able to connect us and we've been able to, you know, stay in touch and, you know, kind of collaborate and help each other continue to grow as people, as podcasters, um, as people in the creative space and the health and wellness space, which is super important to just have those connections and those people that continue to lift you up and elevate you. So I guess a little bit about me. My name is Dom Fusco. I am 23 years old. I live in Westchester, Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia. I am head of growth for Upswing, which is a social media platform for all things wellness, all things health and wellness um, that's launched on October 20th. I am, like I said, I'm the head of growth, so I handle marketing campaigns, social media, content creation, uh, partnerships, and basically all that jazz. Uh, And I'm also a health and fitness coach myself, and I have a podcast called the Pure Ambition Podcast, which is all about helping other people, especially people in their 20s, uh, become the best versions of themselves and empower themselves through uh, health, wellness, uh, mindset, and all those things. And I'm just a lover of life. I love to uh, I love to just enjoy life. And uh, I'm a huge people person. I love doing this. This absolutely lights me up. Like I love I love content creation and social media for the way that it's able to connect people together. Like every pretty much every amazing thing that's gone on in my life over the past two years is a byproduct of me putting myself out there and just starting the podcast. If I never did that, I would have never been able to connect with people like you. I would have never had doors and opportunities open um, that I have now. So I always tell people, just put yourself out there. Just get uncomfortable because when you do that, you are putting out like good energy into the world. And when you put out that good energy, good energy, good vibes, opportunities come back to you. Yeah, I'm 100% with you, Dom. I love how you just jumped right in. You're just such an excited guy. And I'm totally with you on that. I'm very much a people person. And in certain situations, um, I've been a little bit shy about it because I know some people don't love the 
coming on strong uh, mentality, but I've really learned to embrace it. And especially connecting with people like yourself really encourages that for me. And um, yeah, social media, man. I mean, I've talked about it with quite a few people and there are a lot of negatives and we can point fingers at why it's bad, but I think we really have a responsibility to take it and make it a good thing. Um, and when you get into that good circle of people, good circle of content and creating that optimal like virtual environment, because the reality is we all live in somewhat of a virtual space now, um, it could be so powerful. So I'm 100% with you on that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's, Obviously, social media can, it has its downfalls and can have its detriments. But I, I mean, I've, I mean, this is a whole nother rabbit hole, but I think like even in like schools and classes and courses and, you know, in the education system, like we should be learning how to leverage social media for our own benefit, right? Because if you can do that, if you can tailor your feed and your timeline, the people that you follow, the content that you see, that's all stuff that's going to elevate your life. That's going to take you from, you know, point A to point B to point C to point D, you know, and so on and so forth and continue to elevate your life. That's what we should be teaching. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, definitely. Like could be a whole nother conversation, a whole nother rabbit hole, but the reality is it's not going anywhere. So we've got to learn how to use it for good. And Dom, I would love if you can just kind of talk a little bit about your background. Like it's very clear that personal development and personal growth um, is something that is a big value, not just for you, but also in the work that you do. I would love if you can just kind of share like how you got to the point that you're at now and what the last couple of years has looked like for you getting here. Yeah. So this whole personal development, self-help journey, I guess you could call it, um, this basically just new lifestyle that I decided to throw myself into um, and, you know, start to create the life that I want to live um, really started in 2020. So I was a junior in high school, high school. I was a junior in college. Uh, 2020, I was a junior in college and I had suffered a um, torn ACL. I played college football at Dickinson. So I had a torn ACL in my sophomore year. So I missed that entire year. So, you know, a whole entire year and a half of just putting a ton of effort into like getting that starting spot gone um, right before the season started. That was the hardest thing I ever had to overcome, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, that was really hard for me and not being able to play and not being able to use football as my release that I had like always used it as like when the, when the pandemic hit in a lot of ways for me, it was actually a blessing in disguise. Um, Cause I, you know, when I went home, I actually got really good help with some really good physical therapists who, you know, helped me learn how to, again, walk again, like, like without pain, jog, run, jump, you know, lift, like all the things that I couldn't do for months and months and months. And when I couldn't do that, I realized that when I wasn't taking care of myself physically, then mentally, spiritually, emotionally, everything else in my life started to take a hit. So I finally looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, enough is enough. I got to make this change. So I went down the rabbit hole of, you know, what are the right foods that I should be eating to, you know, have a 
that'll help your mind, that'll help your, your brain and help lower inflammation and just overall make me feel better. And, um, started reading some personal development books. And, uh, I had this idea to start a podcast, like early on in college. And I was like, what better time to do it than now? I saw so the reason I started the podcast was I saw so many people in a time where we were supposed to be like, stay at home and bake cakes and watch movies and, you know, isolate yourself. I saw other people who, in spite of that, were creating an incredible life for themselves, um, whether it be starting a business, starting a podcast, a YouTube channel, um, doing anything to be some sort of light in the world. And I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to join the movement. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a light in the world too, you know, in a world where there was so much darkness going on. So it really all started when I decided to do this podcast and it connected me to some amazing people. My whole mission now is to empower others to become the best versions of themselves through health and wellness. Um, because when you take care of your physical fitness and your health first, then it's like an umbrella or it's like a fountain. You know, that the health health and wellness starts at the top of the fountain. And then when you're prioritizing that, when you're taking care of that, then all the fountain just continues to flow and all those buckets continue to get filled. But you have to keep your health at the forefront of that. Wow, that's awesome, Dom. So, so much wisdom there and um, so much that I can relate to. And, you know, one of the things that you mentioned that I really appreciate is your story about kind of how this all started with a hard time and a dark place. Um, you know, when you were going through all that rehab for your knee and as a college athlete, a big part of your identity was being a college athlete. And then all of a sudden that's taken away. And, but it, it all led you to this journey where you started to realize how much health and wellness could help your life. And I think it's just a testament to say how, like, you know, our guy Joe Rinaldi talks about this all the time, but like strength is truly built from struggle and resilience is truly built from resistance. Like you've got to go through hard times sometimes to really see what life is all about. And especially talking about the pandemic, I know that was a very hard time for most of us, but um, in a different way, COVID was a big eye opener for me because, you know, being in college at the time as well, living the college lifestyle, absolutely loving going out every weekend and hanging out with my friends. And at that point, I had already started to get into some personal development and health and fitness, but it wasn't as much of a priority as it is now. But what the pandemic taught me is that when things got shut down and all my friends moved home and I was, I stayed in Scranton in my apartment with one of my roommates and I started craving, of course, what we got taken away. But what I realized I was craving wasn't so much the act of actually drinking beer and taking shots and waking up hungover what I missed was social connection. Like I just missed freaking hanging out with people. And it was big for me because what it showed me is like drinking isn't it. That's not what I love. I love the social part of it. And that's been a huge catalyst for me on my journey and, you know, just kind of developing um, into my twenties, we'll say. So I'm curious if you've gone through something similar, just in terms of like socialization, like being in college, obviously that's a big part of the culture what has your experience been like kind of transitioning out of that into how your lifestyle is now? It was hard, right? Um, because like you, you, you go from a, you go from a place when you're an athlete, you go from a place when you're a student athlete 
and everything is structured out for you. You know, when you're waking up, when you're lifting, when you have practice, when you have class, when you're eating, you don't really have to think about much to then you transition into the real world and you don't have to be at class. You don't have to go to the dining hall. You have to figure out a schedule that works for you. When am I going to go to the gym? When am I going to get my run? When am I going to read? When am I going to hang out with friends? When am I going to get all my work done? It's a weird time and it's a really tough transition. But I think the thing that, and it's like, even still, it's not something that's like come super easy to me, but it's something that I continue to work on. One of the things that's like really helped me is being on a team and like leaning into the people around you and having those people be your team, you know, like I 23, I I still live at home, right? Like, so like my family is part of my team. The people that I work with, I don't call them my coworkers. I call them my teammates. You know, I, I cultivate relationships with people at my gym. Um, I joined Facebook groups to go and run with people that live in the area, right? Like I have people like you and other people that I meet through social media um, and like referrals and things like that, that give me that sort of like human connection. But more so than that, like it's just people that I can go to when I need help. Having somebody there to like hold you accountable and to like ask questions to um, and really just like, have a slice give you like a slice of humble pies is is good in my opinion yeah 100 percent. and i mean kind of the the main takeaway i got from that is this importance of community and especially in the stage of life that both of us are in right now transitioning from that structured college lifestyle to real life um it's crucial but even for anybody who's in a transitional period of life i mean All of us arguably are going through changes and transitions every single day, but there are definitely periods where you decide to pursue something different or finally chase that goal of yours, or maybe your relationship starts or ends. But I would love to to just ask you, like, if you could share, if somebody is listening to this and is like, okay, it sounds like this whole community thing is awesome, but I just don't know where to start. Like, what has been the most helpful along your journey for building this sense of community? Like what are some kind of practical strategies there? Well, number one, I would say, understand that it's going to take time and you're not going to figure it out in a day. Like when I started my podcast, I had no idea what I was doing. I just created an Instagram account for my podcast, which is now funny enough, my personal Instagram. And then like, I like turned it from a podcast page to a personal page and my personal page, I no longer use. And now I'm like, okay, I'm going to start another podcast page. So like, whatever, see, like I'm figuring out, there's no right or wrong way to do it, but the best thing you can do is just to begin to put yourself out there. Like I mentioned early on in the podcast, right? Like commit to doing one thing uh, and you don't have to, you know, do, you don't have to try to do so many things, at one time, like when I first started, I was like, okay, I'm going to start my podcast. What does that look like? I went on LinkedIn and I just started following a couple people that I knew, you know, and a couple days, as days went by, I started getting more like inspirational, cool people popping up on my feed and that I was able to like reach out to and follow and connect with and LinkedIn, such a cool platform because um, like you just can get exposed to 
like just so many awesome like people and like an incredible creators, thinkers, entrepreneurs, um, just awesome human beings. And then same thing on Instagram, right? Like I just started searching hashtags of like podcast, hashtag podcast. And I would just look through the hashtags. And if I saw some like a clip or a post that I thought was cool, I would just reach out to them. I would say, Hey, I just started a podcast. I, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'd love to pick your brain. I hate, first of all, I hate that. I hate, let me pick your brain. Um, Cause I think you should always try to provide some sort of value. Right. Um, and so rather than saying like, Hey, can I pick your brain? I'd say, Hey, I would love to see how this is what I would have said. And what I say now, when I try to connect people is like, I would love to, you know, I would love to connect. I'd love to see how we could support each other and grow any way I can support you and your podcast. Like, let me know. Uh, people are more responsive to that than, um, you know, let me pick your brain, but always trying to provide some sort of value. Um, but in terms of community, it's like the community is not going to go to you. You have to go to it and, um, you know, look at the, if you're trying to have more in-person connections and like meetups and things like that, like just literally go on Facebook and there's always events going on, networking events, like group workouts and um, just other things where you can continue to meet people in your local area. Uh, or, you know, like I said, just search up some hashtags, hit the explore feed, um, get on social media, just start putting yourself out there, right? Like there's no right or wrong way to start building a community, but the more you positive energy you put out to the world, the more you're going to in turn get back because people, it might not, they're not going to be a day, might not be a week, month. They may take like a long time, but when people start to see what you're doing and they like start to vibe with the content that you're putting out there and the message that you're providing, that intrigues them to then reach out to you and want to collaborate. Like the one problem that I've had is I would always be like, oh man, like this person and that person or like they're doing this or these, this group of people, they're doing that, man. Like why, why am I not a part of that? Why am I not doing that? All that time that you spend feeling sorry for yourself doing that, you could just be creating content or like doing something to put positive energy out into the world. Because one, you never know who you're going to positively impact. And two, like you never know what could happen just by putting yourself out there, seeking discomfort, getting uncomfortable. Was I nervous when I first started putting content out there? A hundred percent. Did I get, um, you know, negative comments and like jokes and like laugh, laughter at me. And like, I was, I made fun of, yes, of course. But like, that's how you like get thick, you get thick in your skin by doing that. Right. And like, now I'm at a point where like, I genuinely don't care if I see like a negative comment because the people who are going to give you those kind of comments are the people who are insecure and wish that they were in the spot that you are. And I'm not trying to be like narcissistic or egotistical here. It's just like a fact of the matter that the people who will make fun of you for putting yourself out there are the people who are too afraid and too insecure to do it themselves. So if you want to begin to have some sort of community that you're a part of or formulate these friendships and relationships, know that it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be sexy and it's, there's no right or wrong way to do it, but just commit to doing one thing each and every day. I used to write in a notebook. I would write down, like reach out to 10 people on LinkedIn. And I would like have like 
tally marks. And like, every time I reach out to someone, I would like check off the tally, check off the tally, check off the tally, or like, you know, I'll commit to posting one piece of content. I would write it out, like post one piece of content. I still do that. I literally have a sticky note on my laptop right here of like all the things that like I need to do every day. And so like, if it's something, if you have to do that, like do that, I literally had like LinkedIn tally marks each day, you know, of like, and I still do. I'm like, okay, I want to reach out to 10 people today. I want to reach out to 15 people today. Even if you just reach out to one person a day, like let's go, you know, that's a start. Right. So uh, the, the biggest thing that I would tell people is commit to doing one, like commit to doing one thing here. Here it is. If you're on social media, like everybody is, if you're listening to the show, reach out to one person that you like vibe with on social media see if you could have a conversation with them and here's the thing they may say no they probably will say no or you may never get a response but you can't let that discourage you either because you just got to keep going because every no or every non-response is just one closer one step closer to getting that yes to that one relationship that one connection that could change your perspective change your life Yeah, definitely, Dom. So much of what you said, I mean, I can totally echo. And I love that you said that the community is not going to come to you. And it's really, it's a way of just taking ownership of your life and of your environment. And if you really are somebody who is, you know, struggling to to take the next step towards bettering yourself, or you really want to dive headfirst into your health and wellness or your mindset or whatever it is, like, it's so much easier to do with a group of people around you. Like I'm a big believer in, you know, as, as egotistical as we want to get, or say we're all disciplined. Like I really believe that nobody is truly self-made. Like we all rely on other people in some way, shape or form. And that's okay. Like let's embrace that. And especially just this concept of putting yourself out there, like for whatever reason, it really is the scariest thing in the world. And coming from two people who are very outgoing and like, I do talk to strangers, like I am that person. Um, But still like the first time that you decide to make that fitness Instagram or make that podcast or message, in my case, message a physical therapist who I look up to so closely. And I'm like, I want to be you sending them a message and saying like, Hey, I would love to connect and hear about your journey and, you know, share stories. Like, it's scary, but I can't even explain how much that helps just create this energy of like knowing that you're heading in the right direction. And it's so powerful. And I mean, another way I think people like obviously social media, a great way, um, but just going a little bit outside of your comfort zone in person too. Like, I think that we underestimate the power of human connection. Um, a lot of us, when we're out somewhere, like we like to keep our heads down or not make eye contact, but like on the off chance or on the off day that you decide to like spark up a conversation with somebody, it's probably going to be well-received like, you know, especially in today's day and age. So um, I love that you mentioned that you use the gym as kind of a way to get to know people. And um, for somebody who's looking to advance their health and wellness, the gym is full of people who are bettering themselves. Like it's intimidating, but Don't be afraid to take that step. And once you do it, I think it's so powerful where it can eventually lead. 100%. Like literally, I mean, my gym is, it's a private gym. It's a a shout out Alpha Flight Fitness in uh, in Downingtown, PA. It's a real gritty, like bodybuilder type gym, but there's not just 
bodybuilders, people in there, you know, and I felt, I felt intimate and I, like I health and fitness is a huge part of my life. And I was a little bit intimidated, like when I walked in there. Um, but more recently for a long time, I would just keep my headphones in. I wouldn't really talk to anybody and I would see other people just like working out together and like see this community built. And I felt like an outsider in there until, you know, one day I just struck, struck up a conversation with somebody. Right. And so like now I, I mean, the gym plays super loud music. So, but like, I don't, I don't lift with headphones in and I, you know, I try to make it a point to say hi to, you know, everybody I know, like when I'm in there, uh, I try to meet like, you know, usually I'll try to meet one person every single time I go to the gym. If I don't know somebody, I'll just be like, Hey, Hey man. Or like, you know, you've been really getting after it. Like are you training for anything? Like, uh, you know, what's your history with all this? I like, I don't know. I'll just try to talk to people and, and meet new people every time I go to the gym. Um, just because it, it just makes the experience more enjoyable when you know the people um, that you're around. And like, for me, I, I'm a runner and a lifter, like, or like strength training and I run. Uh, but when I run, I like to, for the most part, be by myself. But when I lift, like there's something powerful and just, you know, doing something hard with other, like surrounded by other people and um, getting, building that sweat equity. And it's just, you know, that's another thing I challenge people to do is like, don't just walk into the gym with your head. Like, or I guess don't complain about having, not having like those like gym connections or relationships or friendships or people around you. When you're putting the headphones on and you're like, basically that's putting on like a, a mask, like, or like a sign of like, you know, don't talk to me. Right. So yeah. um, don't be afraid to just put yourself out there and, you know, meet somebody because I've done that. And now I have like lifting buddies and people yeah. that, I can, that I can meet up with and check in on. So it's cool. That's awesome. And yeah, it's funny The as we're recording this, I just moved uh, down to Maryland and I joined a gym right down the street that my boyfriend actually found online. And when he was reading the description, he's like, oh man, this is it. Cause it's like that badass gritty gym. It's like, we throw weights and you can bring chalk and like this whole okay. thing. So I was super intimidated to go in there and I'm like, been in fitness for a while and um you know we go in it's an awesome gym and the second day we went we noticed that there was a a room um and the door was labeled massage room and we were just curious you know we're both physical therapists and we were kind of like oh this is interesting like i wonder what goes on so i went up to the front desk and just figured i would ask and you know of course the guy behind the desk he's like a big muscly dude like one of the owners of the gym it's like oh man here we go but uh I just asked, inquired about it. You know, is this something members can access? We end up exchanging conversation and I said, I'm a PT. He's like, oh, do you have business cards? Like, we'd love to help you out. It turned into such an awesome conversation. And I, even though I like nothing has come of it yet, just having that interaction in a place that I felt intimidated, quite frankly, with a man that I was a little bit intimidated by. Oh my God, it totally made my day. Like it was awesome. And it just shows like, I guess it's kind of a don't judge a book by its cover thing, but you just never know what could come of a conversation. And this conversation that we're having, Dom, also reminds me of um, the man in the arena quote, which I learned again from Joe. Um, but I did a podcast on this a few weeks back and just talked about this concept that especially when you're bettering yourself, like there's going to be people who criticize whether it's directly or indirectly. I mean, most of us, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not, you're probably not big enough on social media to act, to get actual hate comments. 
But we get the passive aggressive comments of like, oh my God, how do you make the time for the gym? I could never, or like, why don't you just eat this? Or why don't you drink anymore? Like you're not fun. And like comments like that. Right. And I love to take the approach of that man in the arena quote of just asking like, okay, if I'm getting that little bit of backlash, who is it coming from? Is it coming from somebody who truly understands my why, who's going through something similar, who has the same desire to better themselves If the answer is no, brush it off. And I can circle this back to our gym conversation. Most of the people that you connect with in the gym, they're in the arena. Like you're seeing them do their bicep curls, but who knows what else they're working on because fitness is that catalyst that drives people forward. So I love that you're totally just embracing that. um, And it's something that I hope to do too. hundred percent. I couldn't have said that better myself, like in terms of, you know, you get the, you, you know, you might start, you might stop getting invited to go out with other people, or you may stop getting invited to go with certain, to certain events with certain people. Um, but that's okay. You know, uh, I think it's okay. And you, when you're, when you're committed to your purpose, when you have vision, um, when you have a mission that you're on, not everybody's going to support that mission. Not everybody's going to, you know, be in your corner, but like the ones who truly care about you, they will be right. And like when, when one door closes, another, another one opens. Right. So, um, you know, am I as close with some of the people that I was at a point in my life where I was drinking and partying and doing all that stuff more frequently? No, I'm not as close with them right now. And then there's no, like, it's not that I don't care for those people. It's just that, you know, you, you evolve as people and, so, you know, it's okay. Like at the end of the day, like, it's okay. Like just if you feel like what you're doing is in accordance to your purpose and um, what you're trying to accomplish in life, stay to it. And you know, don't worry about what other people have to say. Yeah, I agree. It's easier said than done. It's something that I'm definitely experiencing and it's just another part of life. And um, I actually heard a kind of a comment about that on a podcast that I listened to the Rachel Hollis podcast. She had on an awesome guest who wrote the book, your future self. And I haven't read the book, but their conversation, um, a lot of it was based upon letting go, you know, like, and understanding that when relationships kind of fizzle out or they just change the dynamic that you might have with, with a friend or a family member, or a significant other is different a lot of times we like to put the blame on ourselves and be like, what happened? What did I do? Like, am I not showing up well? But the approach that we really should take is recognizing that who you are today in this present moment is not who you were five years ago or 10 years ago when that started. So it's not to say to just throw people out the window, but like give yourself some grace and understand that as life goes on, you're a different person and likely for the better. And that person's a different person. So if you grow in different directions, it doesn't mean you love each other or support each other any less, but it's just kind of the reality. And that's been really in my head lately, something that I'm really kind of reminding myself of. Um, And I think such great advice, especially for somebody in their twenties, because man, like it's something that's so real right now. Yeah. You know, our twenties are such an important time to try things, learn things, fail, get out of our comfort zone. And, you know, cause there's not, 
like obviously yes you make mistakes you there's consequences and things like that but you know failure is just another opportunity to learn you know and you grow through that so i just challenge everybody listening to continue to seek discomfort um you know put yourself out there and really dig deep on who you are as a person what you want your life to look like and you know what's one actionable step each day that you can take to get there yeah definitely i love that dom and one more kind of topic i want to dive into here as we start to wrap things up is i know you're somebody who's adopted quite a few new habits over time um one of the keys to not only health and fitness but just like pursuing your best self in general is creating habits that are going to sustain that better version of yourself so I would love if you can share kind of some of your key, your like keystones, your main go-to habits that you've embodied on your health and fitness journey. Um, and then I'll do the same. For sure. Yeah. In terms of health and fitness right now, I am training for a marathon. So again, not telling people they have to go out and train for a marathon, but uh, I have a lot of other responsibilities in my life. You know, I have a full-time job. I have clients that I work with. Uh, I have a podcast myself. I create content. I have uh, a girlfriend who I I love spending time with and I I make time for and, um, you know, friends. And so I know that I need to get that done early in the morning. So I plan my runs. I wake up earlier so that I can plan my runs early in the day so that I have time to get other things done, the other things done that I need to um, throughout the day. Uh, another thing, one thing I would say is just find a way to sweat daily. Like that's just a huge thing for me is I, I sweat every single day, you know, in some way, shape or form other days, I'm dripping sweat other days, you know, I do something, you know, you know, break a little sweat here and there, but, um, you know, getting the endorphins released and getting that dopamine rush and just moving your body, I would say in some way, shape or form, uh, is, is crucial for people. And another thing is first thing in, okay, I guess the one thing that I am religious to is drinking water first thing in the morning, water with some sort of either sea, you know, sea salt or pink salt. Um, and sometimes a lemon. So like, that's the first thing I do before I have coffee, before I do anything else, I walk into the kitchen and I grab like, you know, like 12 to 20 ounces of water, depending on you know what I can take down that morning. But I have just a big glass of water um, with some pink salt and usually a lemon in it. Um, hydrate before you caffeinate. It'll, it'll feel better throughout the day. Um, trust me. And that's really it. Like I don't, there's, it's, there's not a lot of, I, there's not a lot that I do that's like super consistent every single day other than, you know, I, plan my workouts out at the beginning of the week, right? I take a look at my like training log, my training journal. I, I like to track everything that I do um, for the most part so that I can continue to see that. Um, but for the most part, it's like sweat, hydrate, and, you know, track your progress so that you can continue to get closer to your goals. It's like, for me, it's really every time I overthink anything, it doesn't work right now. I'm hitting hundred pushups a day too, for the Nick bear, hundred, hundred challenge, which I did miss one day. I'll admit to that, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like I would say for people, like start with one thing, start incorporating water every day. You do that for a week. Great. Number two is like 
can you sweat every single day? Awesome, right? Like if that's just like getting out and getting 10,000 steps in a day, you know, perfect. You don't have to train for a marathon. You can get to the gym two, three, four times a week, like, like do whatever you can do, right? Like don't, don't overstress yourself. Don't over, don't, don't do something that's, you're not going to stay committed to just like, you know, sweat, water, drink water, like get some sun. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's what I would say to people. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, I appreciate you, your transparency there with just saying like habits don't have to be absolutely perfect and aligned all the time. And I mean, I think just like we spoke about with relationships, like your habits are going to adapt based on your current needs, based on your lifestyle, based on what's going on. And, um, you know, for me, the only habit that truly has been consistent is my daily gratitude practice. And in all honesty, a lot of that has been because of the accountability that I give myself of sharing it on Instagram. Um, but I love it. It's something that I'll be doing forever, but other habits, you know, things that I preach about things like meditation and breath work and daily exercise. Like I've gone through seasons where that stuff is really consistent. I've gone through months where I meditate every day. And right now I I'm craving it. I need to get back to it, but it's not at the top of my priority list. So it's okay for things to kind of fluctuate. But I think the power comes when you start a new habit, you stick with it long enough to at least reap the benefits. And then it becomes a tool in your toolbox that when you have a day that you're feeling really tense and your brain's feeling cloudy, okay, let me go sit and put on a headspace for 10 minutes because I know that the effect, the effect that it has. So um, that's super true, but you know, so many little daily things that people can incorporate, um, just to kind of push them in the right direction towards health and fitness. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Dom, as we wrap up here, I want to just kind of finish up with one final question that all of my guests receive here on the podcast. So at the goal set mindset podcast, we're centered around pursuing high achievement with passion, perseverance, and performance. I would love if you can share a personal goal that you have right now and how you're working towards it. So a personal goal right now, I mentioned a few times in there, but I am training to run. I'm running the Philly Marathon November 20th, and it's my first marathon. It's my first endurance event after being a college football player, and I am planning to run a sub 330 marathon, which is a little below an eight-minute-per-mile pace. So. funny i interviewed a guy named mark bottenhorn a couple months back on my podcast he's a you know very high level runner and running coach and we've you know had a good relationship um so he's now my coach and so you know strength training has taken it's not at the forefront i still strength train um but like i am very like to a t following what mark programs for me and you know with that i've got a long run on every saturday morning so you know what i'm not doing going out and partying on friday nights because i'm going to get up and i'm going to get that long run in early in the morning so that i can get a leg workout later in the day and still have time to work on my podcast spend time with my girlfriend and my friends and my family so i am pursuing uh i'm it's, it's running is uncomfortable for me. Um, but I'm continuing to show up every single day, um, put in the work because I know that like 26.2 miles, it's a lot of miles. It's going to be long, but you know, every time you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation, 
um, you grow. So this is really like the first time I'm not pursuing anything that's like football related. Um, so I'm continuing to op- like diversify myself in the realm of, of health and f- health and wellness and fitness and who knows what's next. But right now I have my, uh, my eyes set on a sub 330 marathon. Yeah, that's awesome, Dom. I can't wait to continue to watch your journey on that. And uh, you're going to crush it, no doubt in my mind. I actually know a few people who are running the Philly Marathon, so I'm going to have to uh, track the race stats that day and cheer everybody on. But good for you. Keep crushing it. As you know, consistency is the name of the game. And um, excited to see where it takes you. Appreciate you, Julie. It means a ton. Of course. And uh, Dom, so I would love if you can just share some ways that listeners can reach out to you, follow you, um, check out the podcast if you want to mention that. And I will throw it in the description of the episode. 100%. No, Julie, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity in this platform to share my story, learn more about myself, and hopefully, you know, provide some uh, some insight and some value to the uh, to your audience. But yeah, I am uh, I'm on Instagram at Dominic Fusco. I'm on TikTok at Dom underscore Fusco, LinkedIn, my name, uh, Dominic Fusco. And then uh, my podcast is the Pure Ambition Podcast, uh, which can be found on Spotify, Apple. And it's all about you know empowering people to become the best versions of themselves, physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much where I'm hanging out. And feel free to hit me up anytime. I'm always, I'm always up for a, uh, for a connection. Love that. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for being here today. This conversation was awesome. It's got me quite fired up to, you know, continue doing our thing. So thanks again for coming on. Appreciate you, Julie. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. I hope this conversation left you excited to go out there and find a community that you resonate with. If you're enjoying the show, I would love if you left a rating or review on your favorite platform so that I can help reach more people like you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we will be back next week with another episode.